imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women? Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Leadership Global episode. We're so glad that all of you are here with us today for an extra special episode. Today, we get to speak with Melinda Chen. She is the founder of Women Making Big Sales. She's a sales executive and trainer with over 15 years of experience. And today, she's going to talk to us about how to manage your sales process as a busy entrepreneur. And I got to tell you, this is a topic that I think is so relevant to so many of us. How do we access those hard to reach decision makers, those big clients? That's really what Melinda is going to talk with us about today. And I cannot wait. You know, every woman is capable of making really big sales. And today we'll hear from Melinda who says that her years of experience working with different businesses have taught her three things. One, you are already connected to your big client's key decision makers, but you may not be aware of it yet. Two, your service or product really is unique. You have the power to differentiate yourself from your competitors. And last, but certainly not least, with big clients, you have the potential to become an industry leader. And that's what all of us want, isn't it? To become an industry leader and to become a expert in our particular industry. And as with everything in life, it takes work and perseverance. Effective sales techniques are intuitive and easy to implement, but their impact can be absolutely dramatic and can significantly grow your business. So listen in as we talk to Melissa about how female entrepreneurs land and sell more corporate clients and close more five and six figure deals. Thank you so much, Melinda. Really appreciate that. But before we dive in, I want to tell our audience a little bit about you. You are the founder of Women Making Big Sales. And I got to tell you, your resume is so impressive. You're a sales executive, a trainer with 15 years of experience and eight figures of sales track record. You specialize in helping entrepreneurs sell hard to access decision makers, i.e. the really big clients. And you specialize in helping female entrepreneurs sell to corporations. So Melinda, I am so grateful that you're here to share with us how to develop the same sort of impressive track record that you have with over $30 million in sales. And I know from our relationship and from everything that you stand for, that you are absolutely committed, in fact, determined to help other women expand their impact by selling to really big companies. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, I can't wait to share everything with you, ladies. Um, it's always seemed like being a passion. I remember when I've, be, I've always been selling to corporate clients, but um, I realized, I started noticing that 
a lot of people around me, a lot of clients I've been selling to, it's very, it's always been very male dominated. And I can't wait to share more uh, of my knowledge, my experience with women so that we can empower more women entrepreneurs to go after bigger clients. Because I truly believe that that is one path, an amazing path to help you take your business to the next level is go after corporate clients, become the thought leader in your industry and start closing those five, six figure deals. I love that. So to begin with, Melinda, tell us a little bit about your journey. What's led you to have such passion around this idea of lifting up female entrepreneurs and helping them close deals with big corporate clients? Well, I actually started selling to corporate clients starting from a very, very young age. The first time I attended a trade show, I was actually 15 years old. I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family and being an immigrant, um, 15, I became the translator for my father's business and we started going to trade shows. And that's when I fell in love with the, the business world, the creativities and all different, that energy in business. Then afterwards, I went back to school. And uh, when I graduated from university, I knew I wanted to be in sales. So I started selling for Berlitz Canada. And that was like an education industry. And I started reaching out to companies around the world and to sell for Berlitz Canada. And I knew that I realized that I wasn't that good in sales back then. And even though I was in university, but there was not specific um, training about sales process, especially selling to business and corporate clients. So back then, uh, you know, it's harder to get information on the internet. So I went to bookstores. I started reading all different classic books about sales, and slowly, maturely, I you know I went from selling in education industries to investment and consumer goods, and now I'm in sporting goods. So it's been a great and amazing journey. I've learned so much, and I also decided then that hey, I want to create a community where I can help more women entrepreneurs sell to business clients because we do possess a very specific need. We're not salespeople. We got to handle our clients. We got to handle our accounting and we still got to look for clients. So I think that unique challenge really attracted me. Like I don't want to just help salespeople sell better. I want to help female entrepreneurs who are passionate about their business, who are heart-centered, who want to transform, who want to make a positive impact in this world. And I want to help these women thrive and create a bigger impact in this world by showing them how to sell to corporate clients. I love that, Melinda. Thank you so much. And, you know, the passion that you have for this business is obvious. And I'm so grateful for your mission, your vision, and really the purpose that you've created in your business. So thank you so much. Now, I know that you speak to entrepreneurs that are small, starting out, all the way to multinational, multi-million dollar entrepreneurs that are scaling their firm and perhaps even preparing for an exit of their business. So talk to me a little bit about some of the most common mistakes that entrepreneurs make as they begin thinking about how to really um, up-level their sales process and their sales targets as they begin to really try to think about how to connect with the really big customers that they'd like to be doing business with, what are some of the big mistakes that you hear entrepreneurs making? 
Well, the first big client, we are a mistake that people often have is overcomplicating the sales process. They think that selling to CEOs and VPs, directors should be so complicated. Even the messaging they think they create, they should create should be a lot more formal. Um, probably, um, you know, they, they try to make a lot of messaging. It's very complete, very long and harder to read. But sales process, selling to corporate clients can be very simple, but it always starts with your targeting. And that is the second mistake a lot of people have is that they think that they have to be really big and well-established to be able to sell to corporate clients. They think that they should be exactly like their competitors, who should be multi-million dollar companies to be able to sell to corporate clients. But I think that is a mistake. A lot of corporate clients right now are looking for local small businesses. They are looking for companies with diverse background. So if anything, I think right now is one of the biggest opportunities for women entrepreneurs with small businesses to go after corporate clients. There are a lot of programs for example, Disney has a specific program to support um, smaller businesses with diverse backgrounds. So um, the second thing a lot of people think is, I, you know, I got to be really big. I'm not ready yet. Uh, I, I need to be a lot bigger to be able to start selling to corporate clients. In fact, I would say start now, start making connections. You are ready the moment you're ready to sell to you, the moment you tell yourself you're ready to sell. So um, probably these are like the two biggest mistakes that people would have. But then obviously it starts, then the next thing is, how do you learn to sell to corporate clients? Just like anything in this world, I sometimes, I'm very analytical. Like I'm not, you know, I sometimes, a lot of times when I just started, I would be thinking, oh my God, I am not good at sales. I'm not those kind of like salespeople that seem to be able to talk about anything. In fact, I'm very analytical. Uh, but if you ever question yourself whether you uh, can be good at sales, I think anything in this world you can learn and learning how to sell to corporate clients is a simply a skill that you can learn and master. I love that. I love that you've offered some, some hope and some opportunity to the young, small entrepreneur that maybe just starting out, maybe they have a small business still, or they're scaling to a mid-sized business, but they feel like their uh, ability to connect with a large corporate client might be just out of reach. So you said that, you know, when the big mistakes is overcomplicating the process, tell us what some of the keys to unlocking the ability to connect with your ideal corporate client include. What are some of the real keys for a small entrepreneur to be able to effectively reach and connect with a large corporate client? You definitely have to understand that selling to corporate clients, you have to know the unique challenges corporate clients are facing. This is these corporate clients, when you reach out to them, it's a very simple decision for them um, of whether the challenges you're talking about, whether they're urgent or not. These are super busy people that are constantly in boardrooms and uh, they're constantly in different meetings. So the decision whether to respond to your messages or whether to meet with you is a simple fact of 
is this challenge, the challenge she's talking about, is this urgent enough for me to respond? So when you talk to corporate clients, you have to have, first of all, know your ideal clients, right? Have a very specific target. You are an individual, small business owners or consultants going after corporate clients. The first thing to stand out is be very specific in terms of who you're supporting. Have a clear target. And then understand those unique challenges, the most urgent challenges that um, these corporate clients face. By talking about very specific challenges, you stand out, you become that thought leader because you're talking about something that are keeping these CEOs or VPs awake at night. By talking about that, you instantly become that thought leader. And also you are more likely to capture their attention. So the research behind it, you know, before you go after corporate clients and start connecting with them on LinkedIn, you need to do that research so that you get to specifics. Being specifics is how you stand out from your competitors. So being able to identify your ideal client and their unique pain points is step number one. What about your messaging? You said that the second mistake that entrepreneurs often make is that they overcomplicate the process and they try to script messaging that is really very highbrow, very detailed. And in creating messaging that feels a a bit more distant, perhaps not as personal, that might actually be a mistake. So what does the messaging normally need to include? What does the messaging need to include in terms of information? And what is the feel? What is the tone? First of all, when you're trying to write your message, I always tell my ladies is think of three words, list, hook, and message. So the list is who you're selling to, you know, who, you know, what is that list? Who is your ideal client? Hook, what is in it for them to respond to your message? So back to that, what are the challenges they're facing and what is the solution you're trying to provide? you got to have a very clear idea of the list and the hook, and then you can start crafting the message. And in terms of crafting messages, I would encourage you to actually imagine yourself um, probably inviting a neighbor that just moved into your your neighborhood. And then what would you write when you're trying to invite this neighbor to your dinner party? The dinner party would be that hook. And then a simple, hey, you know, we would like to invite you to this event. That is actually how simple this message should be. It's whenever you're reaching out to corporate clients, it's about building that person-to-person relationships. So when you're writing the message, the first step is imagining writing a message to somebody you care about, somebody you might not know well, but you genuinely want to help. So that is definitely a step one. And the step two is always have a reason why you're reaching out. And rather than just a very simple Keep all your messages short. You gotta keep them short. If your message is long, most likely your decision, the decision makers or the CEOs and VPs will not have time to read those messages. The message to start with, hey, you know, I'm reaching out because I noticed your LinkedIn post and thought it's really interesting, or I'm reaching out because we have common re- uh, connections. And that's it. That is the reason why you're reaching out. And talk a little bit why you're reaching out, that hook, and then a clear call to action. So it can be really short and sweet, but the most important thing is making sure that when you're writing that message, have a clear mindset of 
always be helpful. Clearly, genuinely want to help somebody. Because if you keep thinking, hey, the message I'm writing is about closing sales, you are going to come off salesy. Yes, eventually we want to close sales, but without being genuinely helping, helping somebody and building relationships, you are not going to close sales. Don't think about sales yet. The sales message, do not close sales. It's your actions afterwards that will help you close sales. I love that. And, and actually, that's very true in relationships as well. The more deposits you make into the relationship, then the more likely it is when you have a favor to ask, when you're ready to make a withdrawal from that relationship, it will be warmly received. But you have to be able to give to that relationship. You have to provide value. You have to really be genuinely interested in accelerating the success of the person that you're in relationship with in a very authentic way before you ever ask for a favor in return, before you ever ask for a deposit to be made into the relationship. So I think that is true in relationship. And I love seeing how you're applying that to a business introduction as well and a business relationship. So thank you, Melinda. Now let's pretend that someone has broken through that barrier. They actually have been introduced. Someone is willing to take that first call. What is, again, the tone, the, the messaging? What is the, the feeling that they need to create in that first engagement? There's one common mistake that a lot of um, entrepreneurs would uh, make at the beginning. They feel that they need to have this big elevator pitch of why they, you know, why this client should pick me. But the reality is you're going after CEOs and VPs. So either your marketing consultants, your coaches, your um, your freelancers or whatever you are, most likely these decision makers, they kind of know what you do already. So the introduction side does not need to take too long. If they are willing, if they agree to meet with you, they know what you do already. So it's about understanding their um, challenges and asking right questions. These are the keys to really lead your decision makers, lead these corporate clients to working with you. So if you have that opportunity to meet with these CEOs and VPs, then let them know that you are there to understand the challenges, the unique challenges they're facing and try to find solutions. Sometimes the solutions might not necessarily be the solutions that you can provide, but you are there to help to provide resources. And I think that is going to come up a lot better and letting them understand um, and building genuine relationship than say, letting them know that, hey, I'm here to sell to you. I'm the best vendor. I'm your best solutions. Business pro uh Business people, business executive, executives these days, they're facing complex challenges. These challenges sometimes can be hard to solve. And to simply come up and say that I am the best vendor, I'm the best partner to help you solve the problems can come up a bit cocky and hard to build that general relationship. But just be there and say, hey, I'm excited to be able to meet with you. I really want to know some of the challenges you're facing and see if I may find solutions and finding that gap to help you solve the problems. If you have that reputation in the industry, being the problem solver, you are going to get sales. 
Sometimes it might not be the sales right away, but if you have that reputation of if you go to Melinda and she's going to help you solve the problems, people are going to come to you, and that is how you're going to have inbound leads. So when you are in front of your corporate client, ask genuine questions and also ask specific questions. I talked about the importance of doing the research. You got to do your research prior to meeting with your prospective clients. Don't go there and say, I want to know what your biggest challenges are. You got to know what are the common challenges in the industry. You got to know what are the common challenges that uh, CEOs, VPs in software companies, in, I don't know, in consumer goods, in CPA, whoever you're targeting, you got to know some of the common challenges they're facing. Be ready to talk about these challenges so that you can get these people to open up to you. Just simply sit there and say, well, what are the challenges you're facing? A lot of times people are going to be like, no, we have no challenges. We're doing well. Our company is doing extremely well. We're all good. And then that's it. And you're going to be like, oh, no, I can't believe I just wasted um, this great opportunity. So be ready. Do your research. Be ready to talk about relevant topics. Ask good questions and avoid talking too much of how good you are. They know what you do and do it and ask questions rather than talking about how good you are. And, uh, and always be there to look for gaps. Whenever you're having conversations, look for gaps where you can solve. Look for challenges that you can provide help. Either it's your service or referring opportunities. Be there to genuinely help people. Always be helpful. I love that, Melinda. Again, it just, it resonates with me so much because this is also a principle and practice in building relationship very generally, right? Understand how you can be helpful, understand where there are opportunities to partner, understand where there are opportunities to collaborate and respect boundaries, respect sort of where someone's perspective is, where they're coming from, and understand at least the basics of what you know their challenges are, what their um, priorities are. So I love that. That makes all kinds of intuitive good sense. So let's talk for a moment just about some of the the, um, often heard advice that entrepreneurs receive around you know, things like LinkedIn and using LinkedIn Navigator and, you know, you need to be out there working LinkedIn all the time and you need to be, you know, hitting a lot of folks. And now there's LinkedIn automation and there's LinkedIn VAs and there's LinkedIn strategists. And then there are a lot of email experts who say, oh, you need automated email and it needs to be complex and there needs to be all kinds of logic trees. And depending on how someone reacted to the first email, that will change the messaging of the second and the third, which ends up sort of not only being at times complicated, but it also requires a fairly sophisticated CRM system. So if you're a smaller entrepreneur and you think, wow, all that sounds really out of reach for me, what do you recommend? First, do you feel like those systems are are valid and important? And two, do you also feel like they're always necessary? I think that all these options can be helpful for different entrepreneurs. Our sales journey is unique. When I help female entrepreneurs go after corporate clients, we do not rely on just one strategy. We do not rely just on LinkedIn. We do not rely on emails 
or you know, sometimes you could be social media, attraction, inbound marketing. There are so many strategies. You have to find a strategy that works best for you and keep it simple, keep it simple, keep it simple. So always start with the first thing is where do your ideal clients hang out? If your ideal clients, if your corporate target don't hang out on LinkedIn, which could happen, and you keep sending them LinkedIn messages, but they don't ever hang out on LinkedIn, they never open their LinkedIn messages, obviously that LinkedIn, that strategy would not be working too well. So you got to do your research and understand where they hang out. And it's a simple, simple thing of being, understand where your ideal clients are, be present, be in front of them and talk about the challenges they face and invite them to speak with you and always be helpful. And that's it. We talked about at the beginning how to avoid feeling overwhelmed and keeping your sales process simple is the first step. Again, I support entrepreneurs and I know how hard it is to have to do everything, accounting, um, client management, and maybe hiring people. And then now you got to look for clients. So the most important thing is to manage your time, making sure that you know your time is precious. So keep your sales process as simple as possible. Focus on the sales strategies that would allow you to get in front of your ideal clients. Don't try to do everything because that would only make you feel overwhelmed. Such good advice. Thank you so much, Melinda. You're right about all of that. And especially for a small entrepreneur, you are everything from the chief bottle washer to this chief janitor to, you know, everything in between. So thank you so much for such sage advice. So we always ask our guests to also pass along any leadership advice that you've received along your journey that has been really impactful for you. And if you were to share with our audience one piece of leadership advice that's really been meaningful to you, what would that be? Yes. So I remember my first, first sales boss, uh, the boss I had, and then, you know, it's kind of like a sales advice, but also leadership advice. He said, always go to the extra mile, just do one thing extra, do that, do that one extra thing. And I think this is, this, this applies to a leadership advice and sales advice is either we're dealing with people as a leader or as a salesperson, we are connecting with people. It's always about people and people connections. So whenever you're in front of the person, do that extra little tiny thing to make that person feel special. Do that one extra note to say, it was great speaking with you and I really appreciate your time. Or I love what you're doing, keep doing it and I believe in you. Whatever you do, just do that in one extra mile. And I feel like you are going to show your heart to whoever you're dealing with and the people are going to appreciate that. And you're more likely to get collaborations and get stuff done. That is exactly right on. Go the extra mile and think about what's meaningful to the person that you're interacting with. What are they really going to value? What is really impactful for them? Melinda, thank you so much. I am so grateful for your time. I'm so grateful that you're a part of the Lead Hership Global Program. Thank you so much for being with us today. 
It's been a pleasure. And I love, can I just say, Linda, I love what you're doing and all the things I'm talking about. You exhibit all these amazing skills. And I see it. I know it. When I see a great leader, I know it when somebody's doing that extra thing. So I applaud you and thank you for creating this amazing community for all the women out there. Thank you so much, Melinda. Thank you for joining Lead Hership Global's award-winning podcast. As a member of Lead Hership Global, you have the opportunity to meet inspirational leaders, create lifelong friendships, and be surrounded by others who are invested in your success. Join our global community of inspiring women in leadership, women who will help you create greater levels of impact, support your personal and professional breakthroughs, and help you accelerate your success. Don't miss out on the opportunity to show up, speak up, and step up in your professional and your personal life. Find out how you can join us at leadhershipglobal.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.